The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. We're very bright. I need to like change that somehow. <laughs> anyway, before we get started, let's say hi to everybody. Starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hello, Ron. Hello, Jimmy Star. Just move the lid back. Um, no, it's not the lid. It's like I changed a setting in here. Oh, why did you change the setting? Must it, you touch it? Because we look dark. Jimmy, you know you screw up this show every week. I'm leaving. I know every week. I'm just I'm a total like show. screw I'm up not every be week. On the show anymore because it's like a. It's like a, a amateur hour show. There's always something going wrong with it. That's, that's I want to okay. be in, in regular movies and Let's television see. and real. I want to be in a real studio. Let's say hi to everybody first of all, though. Hi so. everybody. I want to be in a real studio. Um, all right. So then we also want to say hi to the lady uh, uh, behind the board in Wellington, Florida. What's up, Danielle? Hello, hello, hello. How are oh you? My God, that voice gets sexier and sexier. I'm actually losing my voice, so maybe that will help me out. It's good. You got to go in the club and do that. <laughs> Say hi. My name is Oh, oh Danielle. I will. You got. You got to do that. the little ooh ooh, because that makes guys think you know you're having an orgasm that turns them on, gets them interested. Hi, my name is Danielle. Oh, 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 oh. Like that. <laughs> anyway, like that. that was good. <laughs> and if that doesn't work, just go home. Well, then we've also got the man behind the boards in uh, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. We want to say hi to Scotty J. What's up, Scotty J? Hello, gentlemen. How are you today? Oh, now he's got his sexy voice. I love all of it. There you go. You got to like love With it. All your voices. Meanwhile, so, so you still hate your wife, Scotty J? I love my wife. She's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Oh, see that? She got you. After last week, what you said, you must have gone home and she probably hit you with a frying pan, right? She made me pray to God. That's funny. Well, in the chat room... Wait, 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 wait. Go back. You had to pray to God, what? That you wouldn't say anything nasty about any of our guests? That they're hot and gorgeous? Oh, come on. You know that old saying, Ron. I'm sure you've done it to Jimmy many times, you know? I made you see God, you know? It's one of those... One of those things. One of those moments. I don't know what that means. I made you see God. I am God. <laughs> Jimmy sees me every day. Well, there so you ha- go. Hang on. We have a chat room full of people. They're saying hello to. Uh, what does this say? What's up? Here comes. Um, hi, Mr. Ron Milk Carton Russell. <laughs> no, I. Oh, no Carton. <laughs> they still carrying on about that. And yes, I got a haircut. We want to say hi to everybody in the chat room. What's up, everybody? We've got Eileen Shapiro in the chat room who. Uh, was with us up and up through Sunday in L.A. 
We have Twism White Piece in the chat room. What's up, Twism White Piece? Sabine Marketing and Promotions. That's Teresa. We want to say hi to Bruce Glasgow. And uh, Backpack John is in the chat room. Um, you guys, we have a really fun show for you today. We're going to have actress Katie Wallen coming on. She's the wife of Harley Wallen, who uh, we've had on a bunch of times, but we've never had her and on. And she's a real actress, folks. A real actress and for a change. She's very, very cool. And then... We are going to have Canadian Toronto Rockers Drop Top Alibi coming on, who are fabulous. Now the dog's like all walking around. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And Ron and I are still exhausted. We, uh, we were in L.A. Friday for Mars Rocks, which is the show we had last week with all the different people. And we had a great time at Mars Rocks. Um, Eileen and I and Ron had a fabulous time. Uh, tell them a little bit, Ron. Did you have fun? I had a ball. You know, they wanted us to go up and dress as Martians. A dog. I have a dog that loves me. He puts his <laughs> tongue in my mouth all the time. Stop it, you pervert. Um, so we dressed as Martians, and I just thought it was so school-like and silly. What are we going to do, jump around on the stage while Noah and, and Olga are playing? So I thought, you know, there must be gay people on Mars, so why can't I be a Martian drag queen? So I got two plastic champagne glasses, and I stuck them under the uniform, and I had boobies. And I went out there, and I acted very gay in strippers, and I was doing bumps and grinds, and they loved it. We had a good time. We actually performed on Martian Shantytown on stage. Right. I had a mask on, so nobody knew it was me, but you could tell from my stomach. And uh, uh, we had a really good time with that. We had a great time at the Red Carpet event. Um, all kinds of celebrities that have been on the show in the past um, showed up. Ian Garen was there. Rebecca Knox from Orange is the New Black was there. Sean, Sean Kanan, and Michelle Kanan and Michelle, my sweetie Michelle. were there. Um, all the musicians, so Revolution, The Hailers, Soho Scott Johnny Page. came in from New York. Yeah, Soho Johnny was there from New York. I just um, said that. What are you Massey Furlan was there. He's from American Crime Story, and he's in the new Jubanji movie. Um we had Just the guy. A whole lot of yeah, people. there was a lot of fun people. Uh, Wyatt Walter from Shameless. Um, there was just a whole list and crew of people. We had a great time. We got great photos, so you guys can check out our Facebook pages, um, and you'll see all of them. And it was just a lot of fun. And now we're Facebook, tired. Facebook. Thank you for bringing that up. Garrick Lee said that if you do something to Facebook, you get all your people back because Facebook only allows 25 people to see you every day. And I have over almost 5,000 people. That's not fair to the people that are not seeing my page or commenting on it. So Garrick wrote on my page, if you go to Ron Russell's show and look for Garrick Lee, how to bypass that and have all of your uh, people that you have as friends on Facebook see what you're doing. I don't think it's correct, though, because you get more than 25 likes, and, and there's no way you would get more than 25 likes on something if only 25 Garrick people saw that, it. Garrick said that he had over 1,000 people, and now they're all back. Okay. So it worked for All him. mine aren't back. I know, but you already get more than 25 likes on all your pictures. Sometimes. Oh, some, so sometimes they see it. I don't know. Facebook is weird, you guys. Sometimes people see it, and sometimes they don't. I don't because even get I it. know I post things on Facebook on my page and it's supposed to go to my news feed and it doesn't. I have to ask Jimmy, did you see it? Did it go on? And Jimmy said, yeah, I can see it, but I can't. Anyway, you know, Facebook's got to go. We need to have somebody else come on so we have competition. I don't like one of anything because when something is exclusive, it takes advantage of the public. It's nice to have competition. It's nice to have choice. I wish there were three or four sites like Facebook so we could all choose the one that we like the best. I think there are, but Wait, like I'm nobody not finished. uses them. I'm not finished rudeness. Okay. Monopoly 
it's not the American way. So there, now you may I'm pretty sure there's other sites like Facebook, but people don't use them. I never heard of it. Facebook is the most popular I never one. heard of anything but Facebook. I know, there's other ones. Just like well, there's tell other... me the other ones. I'll go on I don't, tomorrow. I don't know what they are, because nobody's on them. That's why nobody goes to them. You know, if you go on them, then you don't get to see, you know, any people that you actually know. Anyway. I think every... Danielle, are you on Facebook? I am on Facebook. I'm your friend on Facebook. And how many guys sit on your face? Book. Book. <laughs> <laughs> A lady never sits and tells. Oh, I hear a buzz when she talks. <laughs> Scotty J, are you on Facebook? I know you're on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, my God. I spend more time on Facebook probably than Instagram and Twitter combined. I'm just not a Twitter Instagrammer. I, I, I suck at that really, really badly. But, uh, yeah, on Facebook, I mean, all you got to do is check out Rock Titan and Rock Titans all over the place. That's me. There you go. See you are you a rock so, titan? So basically, like, Ron is Ron's the Facebook guy, and I am the Twitter and Instagram guy. And when I'm working with Eileen, she's the Facebook girl, and I'm the Twitter guy. I love Twitter. I don't like, fa I don't like Twitter or Instagram. I find it to be stupid, ridiculous, and a waste of time. Why I have to put pictures up all over the world is beyond me. But you do it anyway. You just do I it on Facebook. Well, Facebook is different. It's more of a family affair. <laughs> Actually, all uh, all the people in the chat room now are in the chat room because we met them on Twitter. So we met Twism on Twitter. We met Backpack John on Twitter. We met Saving Marketing on Twitter. We met Twi uh, Bruce Glasgow. We met them all on Twitter. And then they just came over and became friends on Facebook. So they're all good. I guess you really got to do all of them in one way or another. So we want to thank everybody who tunes in all every week and uh, talks with us and shows up in the chat room and supports the show. We think it's better. And it's terrific. I really think we need to get... Somebody says Facebook is the NSA. <laughs> I cannot hold this microphone any longer. We've got to get the earplug, the thing that, you know, goes around your mouth. I mean, this is stupid sitting here with the friggin' microphone in my hand. I they mean, say, most people in here, they're saying Twitter, Twitter is for... Uh, Twitter's the best. I, Instagram is for kids and Facebook is for, like, people you know really well. I love Snapchat. I can't do Snapchat. I'm, like, mentally retarded. Oh, shut up, Siri. Siri just came on. I don't Wait, know how. Snatch, is that Snatch? Patch? Chat. <laughs> what is it? Snapchat. Snatch chat? No, Snap. Oh, I, mean, I thought yeah. she said Snatch. Snap. I thought she spoke about Snap. I mean, it could be a Snatch chat. I mean, it's the easiest way to send nudes to somebody without actually worrying if they're going to wind up on the internet or not. So on Snapchat, you can take a naked picture and send it to somebody. How, long, how fast before it disappears? Um... As soon as you log out of the picture, it can last up to like I think thirty seconds, and then yeah, it so the lets you only know lasts 30 seconds. if somebody screenshotted. So, or that's not. what she said. So now Danielle, you put Snatch Patch on your thing? Yeah. No, I. Yeah. Wait, wait, Danielle. What happens though? What happens if somebody screenshots your naked picture? Snapchat lets you know. Oh. And they tell you who did it. Okay. So, then you can marry the guy. Yeah, I don't, I mean, like. Good way to catch a husband, Danielle. <laughs> we want to welcome two Hub Reynolds just joined us in the chat room. What's up, Hub? How you doing? Hope everything is well. I think he's in New York, maybe. What are you doing in New York, cowboy He's going to York? a red carpet premiere. A cowboy in New York? Yeah. Wow, that's got to be interesting. Watch all the broads go crazy. They're going to see a cowboy in New York. The dames are going to go nuts. Your, your, your future, is he married yet? I'm not sure if he's married yet, but I think he's, I know he's engaged. I think he's like you. He's kind of like a milk carton. What is a milk carton? I don't know. I'm just guessing. Why are you guessing some another man's penis? 
Are you a homosexual or something? <laughs> yeah, once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> What's a milk carton? Wait, and now walks in Jerry, my IT guy from India, who does coding and has all those pics you posted. <laughs> oh, yeah, funny. Yeah, see, Twism's got all your pictures, Danielle. <laughs> and I didn't come to visit. She was here for like a week or something. I only came to my kitchen once to have breakfast with me, and I was very depressed because Twism's she and Jimmy welcome. worked the whole time. And she ignored me. She just absolutely snubbed me and ignored me, wouldn't have anything to do with me until I took a picture of her in a space uniform with her breasts hanging out. And then she got like 200 <laughs> likes on Facebook. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's it. I'm only her breast elevator. There you go. That's all I am to you, Eileen, is just the guy that lifts your boobs, takes pictures of them. By because you didn't have breakfast. Well, first of all, she's on a diet, and she's drinking some kind of a crap. I drink it, too. I'm on the diet, too. That made her lose a lot of weight, so I forgave her for not having breakfast with me. But I waited so long for her breakfast with her. I lost 10 pounds in, in 12 days, which is pretty freaking good. Right. And Eileen has lost weight. Anyway, she, you know, I used to like having breakfast with her because I loved watching her lift her boobs. She says she loves you. And I love her back, but she's mean to me. Mean to me. <laughs> Why must you be mean That's a song I'm going to sing to you once in a while. <laughs> Gee, honey, can't you see? I'm all alone and crying. And I don't know why. But you come home. Danielle, Bruce says he has a special night. folder for all your snapshots. <laughs> He's <I'm> welcome. Sure. <laughs> and some of them you scratch. Danielle, we're making wait, you famous. Wait. And some of them you scratch them and they smell. Yeah, scratch and sniff. <laughs> scratch and sniff, snatch. Well, shot. they smell delightful <laughs> then. I, I could make a fortune if I could sell a scratch and, and smell snatch cards. Do you know how many guys would she buy? She said you guys went shopping, though. Ron and Ron and Ron and Eileen bought a piano while they were here while they were went shopping. Yeah. <laughs> now we have an upright, nice, beautiful piano in our living room. But I miss my other piano I had, which was a uh, electric piano. You know, the kind of rock and roll people use. Oh yeah, we have one of those too in the garage. Right, but I love my rock and roll piano. That's good if I go on tour. When you, what are you going to do on tour? Whip out my milk carton. <laughs> yeah. And and make a puppet out of it. Yeah. Make it look like a circus clown or it, it the clown, right? Uh, they're talking about you taking Snapchat selfies with your yellow car. And my secret to weight loss, Jimmy, is uh, Eileen put, put bought this stuff and it's called the keto. Oh, Eileen, what's that shit called? <laughs> I forgot. It's like a keto, some kind of keto milkshake drink, and I drink one for for breakfast and one for lunch, and I don't, and then I just eat dinner regular and. It uh, and I lost ten pounds. Just don't cheat in the daytime, and you lose weight. I lost like a a pound every, a day every day, which is not healthy, but that's okay. Yeah, but I lost ten pounds in a week. It's slim fast keto diet milkshake drinks. They're expensive, four for ten bucks. They come in chocolate and vanilla, but yeah, they so definitely work. Yeah, so why don't they work. send us some now that you get them a major plug? That's okay, but you know this. One thing about it though, when you first take them, you guys, you have to go to the bathroom a lot. It totally gives you the runs. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. You out there, milkshake people, if, you, if you're listening and you want us to promo your product, send us some for free. Ten, four for ten bucks is a lot of money. Hub says he lost 18 pounds in two weeks on the keto diet before he came to New York City. It's worth the runs, you guys. It really is. Even though not necessarily. Not everyone gets the runs. I know. I got the runs and Ron's daughter got the runs, but Eileen didn't get the runs. Oh, Leslie's using it? 
She, uh, she stopped because she couldn't handle the runs. <laughs> oh, come on. She stopped. What an, another excuse. It's a very, very, like, thing. But anyway, uh, oh, Twism wants to know how to gain weight. Twism, all you got to do is eat. Gain and weight's no problem. <laughs> anyway, we got to call our first guest. So, you guys, what we're going to do now is call our first guest. Her name's Katie Wallen. Uh, while we're calling her, we're going to play the, uh, the uh, trailer for her new film, Eternal Code, that was in theaters not too long ago. Ron and I went to the uh, premiere. Do you guys have that? I do. How about you, Scotty J? I'm looking. Okay. <laughs> what? Oh, Eternal Code. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Eternal uh, Code theatrical trailer. Yeah. Um, so how about on Enjoy, you guys? So this is Eternal Code starring Harley Wallen, Katie Wallen, Richard Tyson, Billy Worth, Scout Taylor Compton, and Jan Birch. Uh, it's a great movie. We went and saw it. It's available now. Um, here's the trailer for it. Enjoy. Let's drop the subject down another two degrees. Then let's slow the heartbeat and the breathing down. Downloading the brain and then planting that in another host brain. They're selling this technology to the highest bidder. And I will not be moved. I vote no. These are some of the most powerful people in the world. She's about to spoil their attempt at life everlasting. The richest of the rich have their fountain of youth. This could give them a new body and a new life. If you don't change your position, I can't protect you. We're breaking so many laws right now, all of them get it done. Understood. There's $5 million in it for you and your boys. My parents are my key to my house. Please don't do this. What happened here? Family's missing. The whole family is missing. We're gonna help. I need to know what you know. I will let them go as soon as we complete the merge. In her absence, the board has the authority to cast her vote. The purpose of this technology was never so that we could play God. This thing is way bigger than either you or I. Don't worry about the odds too much. There you go. Hold on. But we both get comfortable. <laughs> Hang on one sec. All right, guys, we're back. We are live. All right, everybody, that was Eternal Code. And now we want Katie to say something. Say something so we can see if we can hear you. Hey, guys. There you go. All right, everybody, now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the fabulously gorgeous and talented Katie. Kate, oh, my gosh, I messed up her name. Jesus Christ. I got to do it again. No, her name <laughs> is not Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, oh everybody, now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the fabulously talented and gorgeous Katie Wallen. Hello and welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, darling. Have you any hey. idea? Have you any idea at how good of an actress you are? Thank you, you for movie? that. No, I'm serious. You know, I'm not a fan of horror movies. Some of them stink and the acting is atrocious. And I wish they would rehearse and have longer uh, shooting schedules and bigger budgets. But you, my darling, did a beautiful job in the movie that we saw you in. Two. We saw her in two. Well, she's a good, you're a natural actress. And that's what I like about you. You're not reading lines for a change. Now, do Wallen have... No, wait, wait. We got to, like, introduce her to everybody. We are going too fast. Oh, shut the fuck up. So now we want to introduce you. <laughs> fight all the time don't worry about it so then you got uh we want to uh introduce you to the, our man behind the boards in uh pennsylvania and philadelphia that's scotty J. you can't see him you can just hear him hey scotty hey katie what's going on not much yay and enjoying then we, hanging out with you guys <laughs> yay and then we've got the girl behind the boards and she's in wellington florida say hi to danielle 
Hey, Danielle. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Oh, that voice. Danielle, your voice gets better every <laughs> week, I swear. It gets sexier, especially when beautiful women come on. You really use the sexy voice. <laughs> I now we have a chat room. room. We have a chat room full of people. Oh, and nice. uh, so say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hey, everybody. Thank you for watching. Well, I think Angela Joseph is in the chat room because she's Jane Doe. Hey, Angela, how you doing? So, all right, everybody. So now we have Katie Wallen. Hey, listen, Katie, how much of your terrific performance is Harlan's? What is he trained you? Harley. Harley. What did I say? Harlan. That's a different (laughs) one. Harley. I'm sorry, Harley. I know you well. I know. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, How much of Harley is has trained you? Because he's a fine actor. He's a good actor. Yes, he is a fine actor. Um, You know, a lot of this is really, as you guys know, we're married. um, But we, our lives are are revolved around all this stuff. It's not just us. Our children are getting exposed to this stuff, too. Um, But we talk about acting all the time. We watch movies all the time. Meisner, Stanislavski, uh, different styles and all that. We live for this stuff we breathe this stuff like this is why we're chasing our dreams is because we we really have this thing that really has absorbed and has transformed into something beautiful right um so when you ask me this question i say all the time like harley and i we work with each other and talk about this stuff all the time (laughs) so how many how many kids do you have i you have a little boy right we have two little girls Oh, I saw I saw a picture yes. with with Harley with 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 a child and I don't remember what it was but I remember when I looked at it thinking oh my god that's like the most beautiful child I've ever <laughs> seen it had to be one of yours because you guys are both <laughs> beautiful silly. so the children but have I, to be I want to pay Harley a compliment when we have to go red carpet and critique a Harley film I like going some of these films I go to friends of mine made them and I hate to say anything bad about them so I don't write about them at all. <laughs> But Harley's Harley's films and That's your a good friend though. <laughs> Harley's films and you really are good. Now I forgot her name, but I'm crazy about her. The blonde lead in your film. This last one, the, yeah. the mother, Bridget. Is the that who the mother? Yeah, the, 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 mother, the mother the lady who was the, in, in Eternal Code, she was with the lady the, who that they were trying the to go after her family. Right. Erica Hovland, and a shout yes, out to Erica, you, Erica, because yes, you are a phenomenal actress out. Well, she's from Canada, but she lives here in Michigan. She's she, she's a local Michigan actor. She is fabulous, and at your red carpet, she came dressed like an Audrey Hepburn. She looked like Hollywood <laughs> class. She looked breathtaking, and I couldn't help but tell her that and photograph her. And I said to her, you are Hollywood personified. This is Hollywood that I remember 40, 50 years ago. Now I see her in the film and she's a fine actress. I got to tell you, that's an interesting movie with a very interesting concept. You know, Jimmy, after seeing that movie, begged me for my brain, but I wouldn't give it to him. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, we should tell everybody. So we're talking about Eternal Code right now because recently Ron and I went to L.A. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, Harley and Katie and, and everybody was in L.A. for the premiere. It was fabulous. It stars, besides Harley and Katie Wallen, it's also got Erica in it, and it's got Richard Tyson, Scout Taylor Compton. You guys know her from Rob Zombie's Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, Jan Birch from The People Under oh, the I Stairs. Billy Worth from The Lost Boys. I mean, it's got an amazing, amazing cast. Yeah, let's not forget Jan. Jan Birch yes. is probably 
the most unusually handsome man. He's got a look about him that's not normal, but it's stunningly handsome. Don't you agree? He's I would agree. Extremely handsome, but not in the conventional sense of, you know, Rock Hudson handsome. Kind of like when they picked all the women on America's top model, next top model, like back in the day. Yeah. They would pick people and you would be looking at them like they're beautiful, but they're not like your classic blonde or well, whatever. Like, like Sophia Loren. Sophia well, Loren, if you took all of her features, she was a mutt. But put them together, she was a beauty. <laughs> she was a mutt. You know, I mean, I worked That's with funny. her. <laughs> oh, I, made, I made a movie with her when she was 26 years old and I was 19. So I saw Sophia for three or four days in a row without makeup. And she was no beauty. No beauty. She looked like an eagle or a bird. But after they made her up, she was magnificently beautiful. And that's kind of like Jan. He's that sort of unusual handsome and a fine actor and a sweetheart of a person. He I like him a lot. Definitely a sweetheart of a person. And Victoria, his wife, love yeah, her. She's a We love her too. So I look forward to seeing the both of them at all the red carpets. Now tell me one thing, quick and honestly. What role do you really want to play? What's your I, fantasy fantasy role? Salt. Salt. Angelina Jolie. Yes. It's a great role. <laughs> I don't I never saw it's salt. Movie, it's a great movie. It's an action. So you want to be like an action heroine person. I you know, think I, that stuff is so cool. Kill Bill is cool, but I like I like salt because it's more like it's not quite as dark. I mean, it's dark, but it's just not quite as bloody. You know, it doesn't have to totally be bloody. I could totally see you doing that, though. I could totally see you be like an action heroine. That is, and it's beautiful. You know, Angie, I know Angie for years. She grew up in my house with my daughter, Deirdre. We lived around the corner from each other in Beverly Hills. And Angie and Deirdre went to school together. They hung out together. And Angie used to be in my house every afternoon running up and down the stairs, mm -hmm. driving everybody crazy. And I would make her peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So I'm just dying to run into her to say, hey, Ange, come on on show. <laughs> you know what? Angelina Jolie for everybody out there. Stop the nasty stuff. Stop saying how rotten she is and how mean she is and what a bitch she is. I've seen her over the years, and this lady is not a bitch. This lady is a kind, good-hearted, ultra-generous, money-giving-away-for- Everybody, she believes in in helping people. So stop on Facebook saying evil things about her. And she was great and maleficent. Gorgeous. Go yeah, how I would you? Would, I haven't seen that one. Oh, yet. Really? It's so good. Would, would I have, need to. Would, would you have liked to have played maleficent? I like the the like the nicer side of fairy tales. So like not maleficent. <laughs> No, Melissa. Snow White. You could be Snow no. White. <laughs> Not Snow White. Cinderella. She's too sexy. She's too sexy. Oh, goodness. I saw, I saw the dress you had on at the red carpet. Magnificent. Oh, goodness. Oh, that, oh I thank even, you. I told you. Didn't I tell you the dress you was outrageous? It was mm -hmm. when she turned around and you saw the back of that dress. Boy, the cameras were flashing. We should actually, hold on, we should actually tell everybody. So first of all, you guys, because Katie has two, uh, has a lot of films that are out that she's in, but the two that we went to the red carpets for were Eternal Code and Betrayed, and in Betrayed uh, also has John Savage, Richard Tyson, Billy Worth, T.J. Storm, and Jan Birch, and um, she has a fabulous role in it, and those are the two times that we've had an opportunity to, like, uh, see her working and, and see what a fine actress she actually is. And, um, and and you also write some of these different films that you're in, don't you? Because like I saw well, on your IMDb, you're like a co-writer on some of them. 
Um, yes, but we, this Harley does most of this process, but I'm right there next to him and I am his soundboard. And when we talk, we talk about all this stuff together. So, um, like when he has an idea, he'll bounce it off me. We work with it. We see where it can go. And with character development, I'm a part. So I, I really love the creative output on that. It's nice. I love it. Like in 10 years, you guys are going to be like, no, I don't know. Uh, whoever, less, whoever the big power no, couples no, are less, now. Less than <laughs> 10 years. They're already the, the power couple. Now, let's talk about the two movies that I saw. The first movie was about the kidnap. Child, the, child, uh, the girl trafficking, who, sex trafficking. Sex trafficking. Yes, human trafficking. Human yes. trafficking, yes. And, and then I saw the one with the switching the brain. <laughs> I, like switch, I like switching the brain much better. <laughs> what do you think about the both films? Which did you like better? They're both um, her. I, She's gonna like them both. I, no, no, I, not necessarily. I do, I do love them both, but I will say that Betrayed holds a special place in my heart. When I was going through the process of of going through that character and even deciding on being that character, because Harley and I were not seeing eye to eye on who I should play, and I know that. A fit, truth, believability, and all the stuff that we have to take into consideration. And he kept saying the same thing over and over again. The the role that I liked a lot, I just didn't fit. And there's so much that I can bring to the table to the character that I did play. And she's a very hard character to jump into without like because you have a lot she has a lot of baggage and you have to like be able to separate yourself and pull yourself away from what she's dealing with and be able to live a normal life after that you, you know? actually speak Healthy. like a real actress you, i love you, it you did a good job you know i've been in a couple of shitter rooms you know <laughs> movies that i don't even want to give you the title because they're so bad one in particular i mean the film should have been burned but it never was oh my Goodness. And and so I'm honest about myself when I work in a film. Um, I just finished a film which should be out in January, February, a Churchill film mm-hmm. that I think is probably one of the better films. So I'm honest about my films. You know, we have one coming out called Clown Fear. It's supposed to come out Halloween, but now they just pushed it back to February, I believe. A Clown Fear... Uh, anyway... <laughs> and she's not saying a word <laughs> i don't like clowns there's two things oh. i do not like in scary movies and scary it's puppets clown. and clowns right. me, oh my gosh she, like i love have those. you seen it yet? i hate those i cannot see it I, have you, have you I, seen it not the new one. Okay, you have to the see it. The new one is kind of Disney. It's not so scary. The first one was better. I, I wasn't a fan of the first one, though, but it was, like, cheesy, too, because it was, like, you know, made a while ago, and it just doesn't look right now. So it kind of throws me away from the story, too. Oh, my God. I have really... to laugh at the effects. <laughs> no, you have to see them, though. They're fabulous. The, the, the movie that I was in, Clown Fear, started off as a as a spoof and I was supposed to play a gay minister that was wild and flamboyant but the minute <laughs> but the minute um, what do you call it grab hold of it who was it there? no you don't don't say you can't say that oh well anyway <laughs> the distributing company grabbed hold of it and they wouldn't allow it the gay had to go and the flamboyants had to go and we had to do the script per letter 
which is not how I work. I like to have freedom of the script because a lot of times the writers write a character that I don't believe is real. You know, if you're playing a mafia hitman, right. you're not you're not going to say, "Oh gosh, I have a headache. I must go to a doctor." You're not going to say that. You're going to say, "Oh my fucking head's killing me. I got to see a doctor." You know, so it, you have to somehow tell the writer that you don't know every character in the world. I'm mm -hmm. I specialize in playing tough guys and mafia and wise guys, so I know that backwards. Mm -hmm. Some writers, some writers just don't get it. And the, the, the delivery stinks. But when you work for certain distributing companies, they do not allow it. And that puts braces on your brains. So what do you feel it about put braces that? on the project? Um, and how do you that, feel? About I, that? How do you feel about that? Um, you should be able to have a. OK, so the writer should be able to look at this and say, yes, this is my baby. But these people are bringing their talents to the table. Let them put a a piece of them on this so that way when you look at the big picture and everybody has done their part you're able to step back and say yes this is the team that brought this together the the writer should not put such a strong hold of a leash on the actors because it takes away from their expression yeah i think i so agree too. with you now does Harley allow you to improvise and be the character? Yes, he does. That, it's about being the character. That's why you're such a good actress. See, I recognize it right away. When you when you when you put braces on the brains of an actor, you don't have an actor anymore. You have a line reader. You know, there was something in this movie that I just finished where I was supposed to say uh, the place, and I said, "No, I'm from Brooklyn. I got to say the Jerns," and the. The director said, but nobody knows what the word germ means. I said, well, let them look it up because, <laughs> you know, in Brooklyn, it's a different word. I don't even know, but I would go and look it well, up. Well, it's, it's joint. Jo jo you know, a joint is a dump, a dive. But with the okay. Brooklyn accent, it's a germ. So Not I, nice. but, but, but the, the, the line that follows the word, I can't use the line because I'll get in trouble. But the line that <laughs> I, I use a different line. Let's go over and eat in that dirty germ. Now you'll know that the joint means a store or whatever, restaurant. Mm -hmm. whatever, the line follows the word. And I had difficulty with it. Now, without realizing, and I didn't do it intentionally, when I delivered the line, I said joint. And I hope they left it in because it's so Brooklyn. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> so, well, let's go. Go, yeah. ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. It just, just saying that, though, because, I mean, it's good to have some truth and facts in this stuff. So people that know about it, will look at it and say, yeah, they actually tried. You know, you watch a fight scene and it looks sloppily coordinated. You can tell, if you're, if, especially if it's like a bar fight or a fight in a cage, right? They're different. It's it's corny. Yeah. It's bad. Now, do, do, do hey, you... Hang on. Oh, you want to answer Yeah, well, well, I want to, like, talk a little bit. <laughs> it's okay. It's just that I'm so interested in her career because she's a, a fine actress. If they're shitty actresses, I'll let you talk. Yeah. But, <laughs> so, wait, first of all, we want to talk because we she, want to... She's we a very to, intelligent... Keep actor. it on that, guy. We, we have to promote some no, of No, you're her an intelligent films. actor. So is your husband. I love talking to him also because Thank if you, you talk to him, you get a full conversation of what it's all about he doesn't look over your shoulder to see the next person he wants to talk to harley mm -hmm. gives you a hundred percent of his attention 
and I respect it. I, I do. So I think the first time that we had Harley on was for Bennett's song, which you're in Bennett's song also, correct? Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing I find that's amazing about you guys, and that's how I know it must be phenomenal uh, when you working with you guys and all the people you guys work with, because number one, a lot of actors go in into a second movie, uh, and number two, the actors all show up for your premieres, which never happens in other people's <laughs> movies ever. Um, like we went, I, I never saw Bennett's song. But uh, when we were at the Betrayed premiere, Tara Reid and Dennis Haskins were there, and they weren't in it, but they were in another movie, and they still showed mm-hmm. up everything that you were doing. And actors and actresses don't do that unless you guys are amazing. They would never no, like do that. No, they want to be in a Harley film, so they kiss, <laughs> they in them, they kiss, they kiss ass a little. They're already in them, though. So I think it's amazing. Well, they, guys, wanna, they want to kiss. You know, I see so I see so many wannabe actors and actresses at these red carpets and how they kiss up to these producers and directors. It's so like obvious and corny. And I think to myself, you know, kids, you're never going to get anywhere doing that. The only way you're going to get a director interested in you is to show you're real. And if your reel is good and they think you're good for something, they'll hire you. Mm -hmm. So, girls, you don't have to rub your fake boobies all over him. (laughs) And guys, you don't have to <laughs> promise you'll give him head later. So you know, just, 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 like let, just let things. it be talent. Let it be talent. Mm-hmm. So do you, because you have a bunch of movies. First of all, you have another movie. I don't know when Agramon's Gate's coming out. Oh, I, I cannot saying, wait. Ooh, I we, cannot wait. We don't have a, a set date, but we know it's February. Okay, so you guys, Agamon's Gate also uh, is a Harley Harley film, and Katie and Harley are in it. Also, Lorene Landon and Jan uh, Birch are on it, who are two, two of our favorites. Lorene is my dearest friend. You know that, Lorene. Oh, Lorraine. yes. We're like brother and sister. And uh-huh. I have never seen Lorene's work. I have she never seen is so actors. good. She's so good. I We had a couple of scenes together, and... These scenes, I had goosebumps and chills, like, through the whole scene. We were so on point, and she has a presence that is so, like, because I love her. I I love her I as love a her person. She's such you. a sweetheart. But she She's brought this out. creepiness factor into this character, and it's just, like, I was like, oh, my, I felt it. Did you guys feel it? Everybody around felt it, right? <laughs> I haven't seen the movie. I haven't I, seen I, the movie. I saw the preview. Oh, you'll, what you'll see it. You'll see it and you'll I'm feel it. The, I'm going to the red carpet. Now, listen, the other great actress that I worked with, who's another dear friend, is Sadie Katz. Do you guys know mm-hmm. Sadie Katz? I don't know when if you know Sadie. Sadie. Ka- I was a minister marrying Sadie Katz to this guy in Las Vegas, okay? And the guy turns around and he said, I'm not marrying you. You're a fucking whore. And I, <sighs> and I jumped back because I didn't know rehearsal. And I had no idea he was going to say that. And Sadie suddenly caved in and started to tremble, tremble and shake. And her eyes started to water up. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm two feet from this woman. She's a brilliant actress. Brilliant. The way she handled that emotion. She didn't Mm -hmm. get angry. She didn't get offended. She got crushed. And I thought and the director was crap. So he wasn't even directing her. She did this upon herself. She directed herself. Did you ever have to do that? Well, you know what? What I love about Harley and I is that he knows when to step in and when to stand, when to step back. Okay. Um, depending on the character, he, we do have conversations about all this stuff, about what he wants me to portray. And I ask questions, he answers. And, you know, I ask a little bit of backstory and he gives his input. Right. 
Um, but he allows me to have the freedom to bring it where I want to bring it, but he does give, like, I need to know what the point is supposed to be. I need to know the point that's supposed to come across. If, if what side, how am I supposed to feel in the beginning and how am I supposed to feel in the end? Right. Absolutely. So he, he helps me with that part. So that way I can at least keep it where he has me. Like, say he has me in a box, I can go wherever I want in that box as long as I stay in the box. That's what I I miss about film today. I started doing film in 1959. We took six months to shoot a movie. Uh, There were rehearsal, table readings, rehearsals, and then the shoot. Mm-hmm. And it gave the actor time to have character development. Yes, character to, development is so important. It's very important. They don't so do that important. anymore. Now people come on the screen, say lines, and go off or get killed. There's no <laughs> who gives a shit. I, I go to these a movies. lot of shallow, a lot of shallow scripts and a lot of shallow characters. Well, I've noticed minute. that this time. I don't now. care. Yes. I don't care about now. I don't care about the character. The character comes on the scene, says 10 words, and gets killed. Who gives a shit? Get rid of her. She wasn't pretty anyway. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Character development is so important because once the audience learns to love the character, if anything horrible happens to the character, the audience mm-hmm. feels it. We make the audience cry by our character. This we is sure my- do. This is what I teach all these young directors and people today when I'm on a set. They hate me because I open my big mouth and I say, listen, guys, we have to do it a little differently to make the film better. Your films are very one dimensional. They're not three dimensional. Years ago, we understood the woman came in off a boat. She was a foreigner. She has a cripple. She was crippled because a horse and carriage got her in London because her husband threw her under it. Understand? So we Mm -hmm. learned. Now we feel sorry for this poor crippled bitch whose husband threw her under a wagon. And, And we sympathize with her. They don't do that anymore. How can you on a 10 day shoot? How can you on a 10 without a rehearsal? That's, see, that's, that stuff, you re- as a director, well, the whole film project, you need to set a time frame for each piece. You know, you have pre-production. Give yourself so much time for that active production. How much? How many table reads do you need? How many of these people are from the state? So, for instance, we do our casting calls. Well, most of our casts are locally Michigan, about 95%. And we bring in a couple of Hollywood actors that we fly in. We take them to, a, you know, they're at a nice hotel here in Michigan. So all of this is being shot in Michigan, okay? We have two, three, sometimes four table reads. Bennett's song, there was music pieces. They had practices. They had rehearsed, like these rehearsals on um, like recording it to make sure that everything sounded right before they went on and recorded. They did all sorts of things, these meetings to have chemistry, build chemistry, meet with your actor, the partners that you have in your scenes and just figure out what is supposed to mesh and what isn't, you know, the dynamic in your relationship. I mean, it's that's, so important. That's why your indie films are so much better than all because the other ones. Because your, your, see, your films are the closest to the films of years ago. When I was in that mm-hmm. kind of woman, I played a soldier with Sophia Loren and Tab Hunter, okay? Mm-hmm. Tab Hunt, Hunter was, ver- was gay, but that's not the point. He was very young at the time and young mm-hmm. looking. 
Sophia was 26, built like a brick shit house, and looked 35. I mean, she looked mature always. Sophia never looked like a girl. She was always a woman. And Tab Hunter, years later, he became my friend, and we talked about it. And he said, I was very uncomfortable trying to make love to Sophia on screen because I felt like a little boy and she was a, my mother or an aunt. And I said, well, how'd you overcome it? He said, well, I spoke to Sophia every time we shot the scene, and I said, Sophia, maybe you could kiss me a little less passionately and more tenderly, or however they worked it out. And now mm -hmm. if, you see, if you see the film now, the love is equal. You don't see a young boy kissing a, an older woman. And that's what they have to do in the love scenes. Because love scenes today, they stick their tongues in each other's mouth, and that's supposed to be the love scene. No. There's eye contact. There's yes. cheek contact. There's a, a, a pouring out of emotion. There's mm -hmm. a connection. There's a connection. Mm -hmm. I, actually, I actually think that you guys are going to... I think you guys revolutionized. That was the word I was going to use. I think you guys are revolutionizing the film industry. The crappy film industry by putting out, out a, by putting out a good product. I mean, Ron's done four four films, not the not well relatively recently. There wasn't a table read on one of them. Like nobody you knew. Know it. They didn't, none of the actors even know each other. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah, that I, stuff. I, I I went on the set of one of them. And I had to go over to the window, look out of the window, then open the door and deliver my line. Well, mm -hmm. when I opened the door, I said, "What the hell are you doing here?" It was it yeah. was a royal it was a royal mountie. See, you wait, want wait, to wait. know why? Oh, wait a minute, yeah, but let me yeah. finish. It was he was a royal mountie. He was supposed to be the exterminator. So here I'm ready to deliver my line to the exterminator because of a script screw up. Wow, see now, that's that, crazy. That's a, that that wasted time. Yeah. See that here's the thing though, because you're asking about how we had the actors at the premiere. These actors are coming to the premiere because we've built relationships with these people. We've we've developed a family, family. out of this. We've developed a family. And it's whether you're in one film or you know, four, doesn't matter. Like these people are supportive and love what we're doing because they feel it too. You know, we we work off of each other and we really want to we tell them, look, this is what we're bringing to the table. This is what you are expected to bring to the table. OK, with with the whole process, you know, with the crew, with the actors, I mean, our sound and audio people, we talk to them like this is an opportunity for you to showcase what you can really do. But that's another thing. On my first shoot of my first movie after 30 years of being out of the... Because I did Macmillan and Wife, Charlie's Angels, a lot of universal mm -hmm. work on TV. And now I retired because I had to raise two children and alone. And I um, went on and I said to the director, where are my marks? He said, oh, you don't have any. I said, there are no marks? How do I know? To, I don't want to step out of camera. He said, oh, no, the camera's up... They're shooting you on a photo lens, and the camera, I don't know, was in Chicago Someone's somewhere. going to follow you. <laughs> the camera was in Chicago, and they follow you with the camera. I, I can't work that way, because if I don't know where the camera is, how do I know how? To, the camera is the audience. Mm -hmm. And if I can't romance the camera, I'll never romance the audience. So mm -hmm. if I don't know where the camera is, I'm walking around bewildered. No marks. And you, you want to be able to And no to rehearsals. Know. Yeah, <laughs> no rehearsal. that's not... Yeah. Good, mo good morning, Ron. Okay, we're doing scene seven. Ba -ba -ba -ba. <laughs> it's a joke. Anyway, I'm going to be in Clown Motel 2. And Angie, you're in, in the chat room right now, my sweet love. 
and Joe and I, uh, Joe Kelly and I have spoken, and Joe Kelly agrees with a lot of the stuff that I'm saying. So I think when we shoot uh, Motel 2, it's going to be a very good film. So I want to go back to Katie, though. All right, so you guys, she's got Eternal Codes, Agrimon's Gates coming out. What about Obtruse? Has that already been shot? Obtruse? Yeah, it's releasing November 1st. Oh my gosh, congratulations. Bruce is releasing November 1st. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're really, really excited about that one. Are you having a premiere in LA for that? No, we um we had a premiere here in Michigan a few years ago because this film was actually like shot three years ago. Okay. When so you we just first got your distribution worked out. Two it could have been two years it could have been two years ago. Gosh, I'm having a brain fart now. Um but no, we it was two years ago. It was two years ago. No, we had stuff with the distribution done a while ago, but they wanted to, it, well, it took us a while to really make our decision on that one because we had, we have Tom Sizemore in that film. Yes, um, Tom Sizemore and Dennis Haskins. And Tom. Dennis Haskins, Tom yeah, the great. Both, both of them are great. And we've, uh, we had to slow some things down with that one because we had, you know, the, with the issues with the Me Too movement and stuff, um, this is a subject that is pretty touchy because it's, you know, the sick-minded people that are getting away with with murder sick-minded people getting away with murder people that are influenced um with money and power and politics and whatever being able to get away with some grimy stuff so it's a pretty cool subject but it's uh like oj like oj like oh, we actually went to we actually he went got, to an Oscar party with Tom Sizemore. I love Tom Sizemore. Ooh, he's a funny he's guy. Awesome. Oh, he's he's a, a funny very guy. funny guy. Very funny. We got along really great. I call him like my new buddy. But like, what's <laughs> in the future? I know you're not. This is another thing I can't stand about the business nowadays. Years ago, we had pre-publicity. While you were shooting a film, you would talk about it, go on television, talk shows. Yes, I'm in, I'm currently shooting a movie. You know, it's called this and that, and this is what it's about. Nowadays, you have to sign documents saying you will never mention the movie while you're shooting it. And the title is secret. And I thought, what the hell is that all about? Why? They're afraid they're going to steal the piece of shit? You're lucky you could sell it, let alone have anybody steal it. Depending on the project. <laughs> really, really, it's not gone with the fucking wind, you know? So I really, I really get crazy from this. I think they would make a lot more money if they would allow the actors to talk about the film while they're shooting I it. I think it depends on what kind of film and who it is, because some films you yeah. do talk about it and some films you don't. Just I you mean, haven't been in it. Oh, every film. Just I all mean, the ones you're in oh, don't get to be talked I about. I mean, Jesus Christ, I think it's I think Gone with the Wind. Like, what are you talking about? I mean, this film, nobody wants it. So tell us about Bennett's song. <laughs> Isn't there a sequel to Bennett's song getting worked on? Yes. Yes, we have one called or coming out called Bennett Song Holiday. Um, we actually have, I believe it's six deaf actors that are really That's awesome. That's awesome. Playing in how, how are you going to work that one? Wow. Uh, we had interpreters on set at all times. It was an awesome experience. I would imagine it would be. I would love to have seen that. It was fascinating, actually, because I, um, oh. I'm i deaf in one ear, so I've always thought, like, oh, my gosh, if I lose hearing in my other ear, I don't know how to do sign language, right? Um, so to kind of see them in their lifestyles just being blended into what we do on set, it was cool because, I mean, you have to change things around, you know, yeah. 
but it's also like, wow, here we all are together being able to do this and accomplish this. But how do they know when the other actors delivering the line? They watch and their mouth. They watch they their to... mouths. Oh, so there's and they no... also had an interpreter on set telling them exactly what was going on. So they don't, ha they don't have any, like, I speak to you with my back to you. No, no, you couldn't do that. You couldn't do that. You couldn't do that. We, 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 we have very sweet friends that are deaf. Jeffrey Dupree. Yeah, we love him. You know Jeffrey Dupree? He's an actual talent. We, we, we meet him. He came to Mars Rocks, our event that we had on yeah, Friday. And, and, and I helped. know him from before. And uh, up at Whalen. Oh, that's another genius, by the way. No, no, don't. don't. Uh, hang on. Your husband is a genius, but so is Marcel uh, Waltz. Have you Marcel seen Waltz. Have you seen Blind yet? I have not. Oh my God, you I'm must so... see Blind. You must. I have a list now. No, Maleficent, it's one of the blind. best. One of the best movies I have seen. Sarah French is in it. I didn't mm -hmm. think Sarah French could ever act because she was always naked. So when we were driving in, I said to Jimmy, "Sarah French can't ca carry a movie. It's going to be a bomb." Bullshit. Ten minutes into the film, Sarah French was an actress. Fabulous. Wow. She's won five awards already. More than that. More than that. The film is won. The every, film wins every every horror. Every horror award. It's winning all over the place. That's awesome. The concept is fabulous. Gorgeous movie star has eye surgery, goes blind, lives alone. A stalker moves into her house without her knowing it. Oh. And he's watching her shower. Obsessed he's, with her. And he's watching her in bed, and he follows her all over the house. I won't tell you the rest of the plot. It's not a That's horror crazy. movie. Oh, it's a wonderful, thriller film. wonderful thriller. And Marcel is a fabulous, fabulous director. Anyway, going back, though, Jeffrey Dupree is, is um, a, a deaf friend of ours who's in the entertainment industry, and he just launched his own talent agency. Um, he's really cool. And, and his, his wife, wife is deaf, is and she's gorgeous. She's a sweetie. Mm. Um, it's the cool. Nicest so. people in the world. So let's go back though. Okay, so we got Bennett's song coming out. Mm -hmm. We have Abstruse is coming out November first. Agamon's Gates coming out in February. Let's do some hypotheticals. So you would want to be salt in salt. <laughs> yeah. If you, be, if you could, if you could work with any uh, opposite any male actor, and it can't be Harley, and he understands. So, so if you pick another cute guy, it's okay. Who would you want to like? Who Who's your like bucket list? I want to work with male actor, and who's your bucket? list I want to work with female actress you know okay all right so as for female I love Meryl Streep her and Glenn Close are my favorites everyone says that I like Helen Mirren I'm sorry but I believe that those two they just really bring a truth to their performance I like Glenn so, Close like she can really suck you in um and as for the, the males uh there's Robert De Niro I know right Al Pacino and uh Oh my gosh. And I can't. And I had a huge crush on him in Titanic. Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio, Leonardo. Yeah, he's good. You know, you know that Al Pacino uh, can't remember lines anymore. So he has a plug in his ear and they hook him up to Bluetooth and they read him his lines. I did not know that. Yeah, so I think I'm going to get one. <laughs> well, seriously, because lots of times, you know, I'm I'm going to be 80 in May, and at 80 you get a little weary, you know, you're not so sharp anymore, and it's difficult for me to remember lines if I have a lot of speeches to say. Mm -hmm. So it's good to put a little plug in, second ear thing. Nobody knows. So if ever, you know, you have a problem, just stick an ear plug in if your hearing is not so hot, because my my hearing's not so hot. 
And I was on the set of Clown Fear. And I'm standing there waiting for my feed line. And the director came over to me and said, Ron, why aren't you talking? I said, well, he didn't give me my feed line. He said, yes, he did about an hour ago. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> couldn't hear it. I couldn't hear it. So what we wow. did was one of the wonderful actors, my Augie. I know Augie, don't you? You got to remember, she she lives in she doesn't live here. She I know, but everybody is those. No, they everybody. don't. No, they anyway, don't. Anyway, she said to me, "Look, because she was in the bridal party, I was the minister marrying them." She said, "Just look to me, Ron, and I'll go like this, and that means the line has been delivered." <laughs> but, I, but, I, but I did hear him. I did hear him. You guys have basically though set up your whole like movie making. Uh, like facility, you're kind of like Tyler Perry, you know, did it in Atlanta. You guys are doing it where you live. Yeah, I mean, we're we're definitely uh, bringing some some energy here. There's uh, a lot of people here that are so talented that it's just like goodness. It's it's a, it's rewarding to say that we are a part of this with them, you know. But it's just cool to see how much talent is actually here because of all of this energy and stuff that we're you know putting out. With this, you know, it's great. I know. I now love tell it. me quickly, how did Harley land you? <laughs> because you are not only sexy, beautiful, with a great body, extremely intelligent, and a good actress. Now, what the hell did he do to make you fall in love with him? Okay, this is hilarious. So, I was bartending through college. Okay, at the Emerald Ballroom. Have you ever heard of that? The oh. Emerald Ballroom, the Emerald Theater. No. Um, it's actually where Jeff Goot uh, from the X Factor used to play all the time. Uh, okay. In a in a band, and also Kid Rock used to play there. You know who Kid Rock is? Yeah. Um, but it's a local spot where a lot of musical acts have been a part. If you know who Critical Bill is by any chance, they're a local thing here. Um, but it, I was bartending there, and Harley was in a fashion show that my bar was hosting. <laughs> He was modeling at a fashion show. He was modeling? Yeah. I love it. Nobody nobody knows that. I cannot cannot wait to see him. Oh, That is funny. Yeah, I know. But it's uh, it's funny. I was actually asked if I wanted to be a model in it, and I I said I'd rather make the money. I'm already working, and I was working the VIP uh, bar up, up on top, which was the bar that the models hung out at. So... Oh, so then he came over and started talking to you. Pretty much. Uh, I had a really long line, and he cut up right in front and just started talking to me. Now, did you like him at the very beginning, or did you not like him at um, the beginning? You know what? We we kind of knew who each other were because uh, the industry here is small, um, and we both were already a part of it before we officially met. Uh, but he gave a strong presence of, you know, being confident in himself. And you could see that and just the way that he held himself. And it was attractive. I'm attracted to that with him. He has Harley is his a own swagger. He's a man's man. That's what they a call man. a man's man. Harley is very masculine, very butch, very tough. And I could see how he could be appealing. He's very handsome. To too. a beautiful little girl like, because you're a little girl. 
<laughs> we I mean, are 20 years apart in age. No, I mean tiny in person. Oh, tiny, yes. You're, you're a, a very tiny You're a girl. little, you're a very I'm tiny I'm a dainty girl. thing. <laughs> dainty. Well, no, but you have a good body, hourglass body. Thank you. you. Have a we, have a, we have a 20. No, you uh, have a beautiful ass. 24 you have beautiful year boobs. You have a beautiful, and I'm gay. What? So I'm not, I'm not hitting <laughs> on you. I'm just talking about it, you know, as you know, gay guys look at women. Some have fat asses. Some have rolls, you know, they look like shit. But you have a, a beautiful body as a, a, a pro woman. No, you really do. Well, and, thank and you. And you wear, you wear that dress beautifully that you wore to the. Uh, yeah, everybody was turning their heads. Everybody. Every, I mean, you, not you, a single you really person built. wasn't like staring so you down. So I could so. see what Holly was interested in. Really wasn't your brain. At first, <laughs> but now that, it, but I'm sure it's a plus since he's an intelligent yeah. guy and you're an intelligent girl. If, if they, if I'm they, smart. I'm street smart. Harley's intelligent. We tend to complement each other very well in our right. personalities. That's the way but, we are but, too. If, he's street smart after, and I'm book smart. After Harley took inventory of the bod, he then discovered <laughs> the brain, and I think that's why he fell in love with because he so adores. So how long us. have you been together? He really loves you. We have well, our goodness. Our seven year is coming up this year. Our seven oh, year we, we wedding anniversary. Had, we just had our eight year uh, last wedding last week. Nice. Well, congratulations, you yeah, guys. Congratulations, congratulations for you too. You. So, where you. did you go to school? Where did you go to school? Where were you going to school? Chicago. No, no I'm in I'm in the I'm in the Detroit area. Uh, right. I what? I grew up I grew up just outside of Romeo. I graduated from Romeo High School. I started going to uh, Macomb. Community College, went there for a while, and then I decided I wanted to be a myomassologist. I'm not sure if you know what that is. What is uh, that? It's what? advanced massage therapy. It's, okay. it's, uh, it's the more medical approach of massage and how it can help the body, because it can. Yes. Um, but it's um, a, it was a program, and I, I fell in love with it, and I found a passion in it, and I want to help people. And I I mean, I'm told all the time, and this sounds crazy right now, but I've been told that I have magic hands because people I'm feel sure. better Harley, after you know, I told help me them. Oh, <laughs> Harley, Harley said, Don't make wife, it dirty. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. Harley said my wife has magic hands. Yeah. He did. He said he sits on them all the time. But listen. Please do me a favor. Take off your glasses. I want everybody to see how beautiful you are. You're hilarious. Now, look how beautiful she is. You know, men don't make passes at girls that wear glasses. Did you know she's, that? She's married I anyway. So I know. Have you ever heard that? Have you ever, actually, she's so young. Have she you probably ever heard, heard that. that have you ever heard that saying? No, I have not. Yeah. That's, a, that's an old time men, saying. Men don't make passes at girls that wear glasses. So you're married, so put them back on. <laughs> oh, look, how, look how beautiful she is. But, but I just wanted them to see her. Beautiful. You're so sweet, though. You're funny, but you don't have to. <laughs> oh, you know, like, I'm, I, I, oh, it's just part of the biz. I did stand-up comedy for 45 years. I know all the clubs. And, you know, I've been in the business 58 years, sweetie. You learn some shit in 58 years. I'm you sure know. do. Oh, you I'm do. i my glasses back on, though, so what I can say. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> when you're in the business 58 years, we'll talk. <laughs> you got to like love it. All right, so here's what we're going to do. First of all, are you, what are you on social media? People want to follow you. I know you don't really do Twitter because I looked at your Twitter and you haven't tweeted in a long time. So you don't really do Twitter. Do you do yeah, Instagram? Yeah, I'm not Twitter. I do Instagram. Instagram is my place and Facebook. And also, uh, you know, I'm getting into the Snapchat thing, too, which is fun. Um, but I will start getting better at Twitter. I need to get better at Twitter. <laughs> what, is your, what is your Instagram? Is it just Katie Wallen? It's just Katie Wallen official. That's it. Okay. Um, Katie I, Wallen I official, all, you guys. 
Katie Wallen official, and Katie is K-A-I-T-I. But it's, I mean, pictures of Harley and I, pictures of our adventures and of our kids and, you know, getting to know us in our lives. (laughs) I know I'm Harley and I are friends on Facebook. I don't think you and I are. And we should be this way. You could keep me posted on your moves Mm -hmm. and I will push your movies and I'll let everybody know that your film and your performances are so worth seeing. Uh, You're not going to, well, I mean, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I don't do that for anybody. I tell the truth. That's what I'm famous for. But I mean, I go to some of the, you know, I went to a couple of, I won't even mention them. They're so bad. You must (laughs) No, these films were dreadful. I mean, they were made with a, with a a cell phone, I believe, or something. Anyway, (laughs) I went to one with Sadie Katz and Sadie Katz just turned to me after 10 minutes. She said, I love you, Ron, but I can't. And she got up and walked out. I couldn't do that. I had to sit through the friggin film i was in agony oh but, no oh you know what that's like you've been to a couple of those beauties but i mean your <laughs> films are good harley's very good harley is powerful his work is powerful his subject matter is powerful and i love mm-hmm. how you guys are like a team and how you yeah, attack and the whole I, thing as and a i team. think he gets the best out of his actors i think he really uh gets what he wants he cares a lot of these mm-hmm. directors they just go. They just say, do the film. They don't care. Harley will whip you to get what he needs. And he will make you take and take and take and take until you get it. I'm serious. I've I've been the one where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize it took me how many takes until there was something that you even were remotely satisfied. That's why That's why your films are better <laughs> than most. That's why your films are very yeah, good. Yeah, that's why your films are better than most. And I'm not lying. I will always go see any of your films gladly with happiness because uh, – you know what other film I like? The one with the paintings. That, what's She's his, not in that. No, I know that. Oh, Art of the Dead. Art of the Dead. Have you seen Art of the Dead? I have not. That was another good one. And what's his name did a pretty good... Mike Greco. Richard Greco. Richard Greco did a pretty good job on that film. I'm anyway. going to check that one out. Yeah, that one's a weirdo. <laughs> That's another suspense kind of... Only one scene I didn't like where they had a priest with a crucifix going up to the p- portrait that's uh, spooky... Like it was Dracula, and I thought that should have been edited out. Other than that, the film was good. So anyway, mm. you guys, well, uh, don't <laughs> you want to go see all the films? But if you only have time to see one or two, you want to go see Eternal Code, Betrayed, Bennett's Song, Abstruse comes out on November first. Agamon's Gate will be there in Agamon's February, Gate which we'll bring you and Harley on maybe together, or maybe we can even do a cast Ooh. show. We bring everybody from the cast yes. on at one time. I cannot wait and help promote it. It'd I be can't fun. wait for Gate. I cannot wait for it. Yeah, I we love it. So we want to Lorene that. When the fuck is this film coming out? <laughs> yeah, we, we've coming, seen the trailer. I've, I've seen the trailer like a million times, and I know you've won all kinds of awards for right. it as how an actor. How many awards yes, have you won? I did. Thank you. How, how many did you um, win? Um, you know what? I. <laughs> you don't know. I don't know because yeah. I don't keep track of that. I don't care. Oh, I mean, so I do. It's, a, it's great, but I really am like, oh, nice. Thank you. It's an. It's a, you know a little bit of affirmation for the. Uh, amount of work that I put into it, but you'd have to go check out my IMDb to find out how many awards I've won. <laughs> okay. That, I love that. That's Hi, everybody. Foxy, very foxy. So that's Katie Wallen, everybody. Please, please give Harley our best, and, and you will. have a lovely family, and I wish you all the success in everything that you do. 
And give Harley Thank a big you. from me. Yes, give Harley a big Harley. We'll, we'll see you soon. To Harley. Awesome. We'll see Bye, you guys. Thank you. I'm, ha- I'm, happy I, I'm happy I know you better now. So the next time <laughs> I see you, when I hug you, I'll really mean it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Same Thanks, here. Thanks, Katie. Bye, love it. Bye guys. You Bye. 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 Everybody what a, what a, chat. Everybody what a chat delight, loves her. Delightful, delightful woman. Hannah Clyde was there, but she said she's got to go. Bye, Hannah. Angela is in there. Uh, um. Uh. Yes, she's talking about their soulmate. It's really Harley. Hey, Angie, baby, when are you coming to California? Harley and Katie are such such really super talents, you guys, and their films are really a lot of fun. And they always work with people who have great careers. Uh, Billy Worth is one of my favorites because The Lost Boys is like my favorite movie of all time, just about, and he's one of the stars of that. So, and he's in a lot of their films, and and so you got to go check out all their stuff. And we can't wait for Agamon's Gate so we can see Jan Birch and Lorene along with Harley and Katie. Yeah, and that's supposed to be a really dynamite movie, full of. Uh, it's a tough movie, and yeah. the movies that I'm discussing that I don't like are not movies that I'm in. Uh, they're movies that we went to see that I don't know who made them. Yeah, we go to L.A., you guys, for, like, red carpet premieres, and we Forever. go, like, Forever. you know, we go to five, six, seven times a month, and so... Uh, so we see everything out So we there. see everything that comes out, and some of them are, some of them are good, some of them are okay, some of them are not so good, and some of them are, like, dog shit. Right. <laughs> but I wouldn't be in a film, I, I, I told Jimmy I don't intend to do any more films that I don't feel are quality. Uh, I mean, I don't need the money. I don't need the fame because I do this thing and I do a lot of stuff. So I'm not an egotistical maniac that needs to be a star, you know, all that bullshit. I do a film because it's fun and I enjoy doing it. But no longer will I do uh, films that, I mean, it's only really one. My film, the Churchill film is a wonderful film, by the way. Can I use the name yet? No. See, that sucks. Anyway, I play a, a, a Brooklyn Mafia. Uh, and uh, the other film I haven't seen yet, so I don't know what that's like. But um, the first film I was in was A Dog. Oh, uh, We don't know the date. We don't know the date, Angela. She wants to know what's the date for Agamon's case. She said in February, but she Sometime didn't give us a date. February. So you'll come in for the premiere. Yeah, she'll probably come in, which is awesome. Oh, and Pat Grant's joined us. Hey, Pat. I know I said I typed a pat in there. Pat's in Canada. It's probably freezing. Uh, welcome, Pat. We're happy to see you. All is good. Let's do a little commercial real quick. Um, we want to like let everybody know that you can hear the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell live every week from 12 to 2 p.m. Pacific time or 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time on our home station of W4CY Radio with the fabulous Danielle and Scotty J. They don't say anything, of course, but they should. Let's just go, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't yeah. know I was supposed to say something. You know, they don't even dress me. <laughs> yeah. You see, I have a button open on my shirt, and it looked terrible. Neither one of you said, Ron, on a break, button that, up your shirt. That's okay. You can also hear us on K4HD Radio in L.A., Hit 1069 FM uh, in New York, Jackalope Radio in St. Louis. We're on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Audio Boom, Podomatic, Speaker, Apple TV, and Podbean. And on television, you can see us on YouTube, Celebra Media, VIP Television, Comcast, Roku, and Vimeo. Yay! We're all mouthful. over the place. We're like some disease. Absolutely. And we're on, actually on We're on about another 150 platforms, but I just picked out the biggest ones. Mm-hmm. Um Pat Grant does say it's cold up there. Uh, Angela says she wants to come in for the Agragon's Gate uh, I thing. can't wait. I'm dying. To, you know, personally, Lorene 
Landon is my sweetheart. I love her to death. She's one of my dearest friends. She is the most gentle, soft-spoken, kind, sweet, delicate human being. Selfless. Totally selfless. In, in Gate, she plays a wicked, tough bitch. And I cannot wait to see Lorene play totally opposite who she is in her in her real no, life. That, you're talking about a different... You always get the movies mixed up. Of course, I'm old. Um, that's it. And she plays the wicked, like, drunk lady in in. No, she Nation's plays Fire. a tough motorcycle bitch in a, a Gate. No, that's Nation's Fire. Oh, Nation's... I'm all screwed up. In Agamemnon's Gate, she gets possessed by the devil, I think, or something. Right, and it's the one I'm talking about is the motorcycle Nation's Fire one. is going to be coming out at the beginning anyway, of the year, Anyway, she's too. got a bunch of films coming out, and they're all good films. Uh, one, she plays, a, a, what's his name's wife, and she's a drunken, evil Nation's bitch. Fire, that's the Thomas Churchill film, Nation's Fire, and she plays Bruce Dern's wife. Right. Then the other one, Agamemnon's Gate is the one, that, that is the one with the motorcycle. Okay. See, I don't know titles. They're too long, these fucking titles. Nation's Fire. Goal, you know, Love is a Many Splendid Thing was easy. Psycho, easy. Now these titles, are these, um, Adamant's Gate, who the hell is Adamant? Uh, whatever it's called. But I love it. Uh, Lauren is an angel of all angels. Everybody in the chat room likes her too, you guys. And she, she was so beautiful, you guys, at the uh, Mars Rocks event. And she was so helpful, and she helped get pressed. She was just wonderful. She's like just the most wonderful she person is, on the planet. She is absolutely one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. And she does things, you know, just because she's nice. Yeah, she's a heart. I told her, I said, Lorene, if you turn out to be an evil bitch, I'm never going to talk to another person again. And she laughed. <laughs> <laughs> She said, I could never be that way. I said, I know, honey. You're such a sweetie pie. I love her. I love her, too. In fact, I want to have her out for dinner soon. Absolutely. So now we're going to work on our getting our next guest. So, so Scotty J, does it look like they're online, and did you get them? Yep. Okay, and are they online? Yep. Oh, I just lost, like, what happened? I just lost my, my thing here. Okay, so what we want to do then, you guys, is we're going to play Burn which is the video from Drop Top Alibi, and then we're going to get them on the on the actual uh, line while we're playing the video. How's that? Sounds good. So how about on Enjoy, then? You, you, you ready to go, Scotty J? Yep. All right, everybody. Next up on the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, Toronto rock and roll superstars Drop Top Alibi. Here's their music video, Burn. Enjoy.
so fine A beauty so sublime and almost divine After all, tiny self can't compete She's feeling the rhythm beneath all your feet Yeah, everybody, that was Drop Top Alibi. That was their music video for their single, Burn. Now we've got two of the guys on the air. We're going to first make sure we can hear them. Say something, you guys, to make sure we can hear you. What's going on, everybody? Guys, hey. good afternoon. Good morning. There you go. What time is it where you are? It's 4.17. Okay. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with... Ron Russell, the incredibly talented two of the two of the members of Drop Top Alibi, Brandon and Luke. Hello and welcome to the show. How's it going, guys? How's it going, guys? It's going good. Let me introduce you to everybody, and then I got a quick question. Uh, but first off, we're going to start off. This is my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Say hi, Ron. Why do you have beards? You are so handsome. I'm looking at your video, shaven. Why do you have? Why do you want to look like yeah. the, the, the like the, the the guy from the Wizard of Oz? What was he? The lion. You want to look like the lion from the Wizard of Oz? Why? Yeah. And you, the other one. You look like an Arab terrorist with that beard. <laughs> you're both good, you're both good looking. Shave, goddamn it! Don't be. You know, fashionistas that you have to be. Everybody and their mother has a beard today. Everywhere I look is a beard. I don't have a beard. You know why? I'm handsome. Why? I'm not covering this no. shit up. I'm going to be 80 years old. I'm going to shine and look good. I'm not going to look like a fucking old man that came out of a nursing home <laughs> with a beard. First of all, I like the beards. You notice I have one. He doesn't say anything to me about mine because I've had it for like seven years. Of course, there's no point. <laughs> yeah. But either way. Uh, either way. So first of all, you guys got to introduce yourselves and tell us what you do in the band real quick so everybody knows who's who. My name is Luke. I'm the bass player. I sing a little bit sometimes. I'm Brandon. I'm the lead singer. I play rhythm guitar. I do most of the dancing, but Luke holds it down pretty good as well. So. And we want to give a shout out. Kind of. We want to give a shout out to the other two guys in the band. So tell us, say hi to them real quick. Hey, Dylan. Hey, Jeff. Hey, yo, we miss you. That's right. We, <laughs> we miss you guys. So then are you the guy like at the end of that burn song with all the like guitar stuff going crazy that sounds like a super rock star? Is that you? No, that's Dylan. He's the one who's shredding up in the high registers there. Uh, oh my god, is he is he is amazing. Like seriously, people in the chat room are like, holy shit, listen to that guitar. So we want to give him like props and we want you guys to say hi to everybody in the chat room. Everybody. What's going on, chat room? Room, folks. Thanks for Actually, tuning in. Thanks we've for got people. Time. We have people from Canada in the chat room. We have a whole bunch of different countries represented. Um, Eileen is in the chat room, so say hi to Eileen. Hey, 
Hello, Hello, how are you? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, then we've got two other people that you can't see that are working behind the scenes. So uh, Danielle is in West Palm Beach, Wellington, Florida. Please, so say hi to Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Thank Hello, you, Danielle. and don't listen to Ron. Keep the beards. Oh, uh, she's like a horse. She likes no. To fuck you know everybody. why she likes the beard? So you can rub your beards against her clit. She likes all the cute guys who come on. So if she likes the beards, she that's good. She likes beards because you know what she does with those beards. And then we also have Scotty J. And she likes mustaches. You know what she calls a mustache? A yeah. pussy bumper. A pussy bumper. <laughs> So we also have we are we also have uh, Scotty J. We also have Scotty J. And he's the host of Rock Titan TV. Scotty J. Say hi to the guys from Drop Top Alibi. Yo guys, what's going on? You kick ass. Thanks, Scotty. I appreciate oh, it. That, that, that was so cool, Scotty J. I want to vomit. <laughs> <laughs> This is a show like you guys have never seen before. Where, where are you guys in Canada? Freezing your balls off. Where are you in Canada? Uh, it's not that cold yet but we're just north of toronto right now oh i love toronto and how cold is it about 40 uh yeah it's probably fahrenheit yeah 40 maybe yeah. gets down about 35 30 i love yeah, it when i when i lived in new york which is my hometown i used to go to toronto a lot they had some wild gay bars up there i loved it uh toronto's a beautiful That's city Oh wow, yeah. we have a, we I didn't know that Twism is in Toronto. So we have a guy in the chat room. He's actually his name is Twism Whitepiece. Get this one. He's a really cool guy. He's a white hip hop artist. He's very cool. He lives in Toronto and uh he's telling and the people in the chat room are telling him since he's in Toronto, he needs to go see you guys play. So say hi to Twism because he's a really cool guy. Hey, what's, what's up, up Twism? Twism? Hey, hey, come by the at 4am and come meet us one night, brother. Absolutely. Yeah. Right, we, we we nicknamed him a Twism Big Piece. That's right. Because he's a white dude with like a big piece. So that, um, that's a, yeah, I was gonna say, well, how do you get that name? <laughs> yeah, well, it made him famous with the girls. It made him famous even though he's been married for 18 years. With the so. girls, the girls like the uh, big piece. So hang on, so you guys, Drop Top Alibi. Their website is droptopalibi.com. Here's a little like a quick description because people in the chat room were making all kinds of comments, which fits this description. Uh, but Drop Top Alibi is a hard-hitting, high-energy rock and roll band from Toronto, Ontario. Blending 70s and 90s classic riffs with 80s soaring vocals. Drop Top Alibi is a pure, timeless rock and roll band. And, and literally, I hadn't read that to anybody, but all the people in the chat room were talking about that. They were talking about the 70s and the 90s and all that stuff as it was going on. So your description of you guys' selves is awesome. So how long have you been a band? Uh, um, well, Dylan and I have known each other. And we've been playing together for almost 10 years now. The name Drop Top Alibi is about three years old. This guy's been with us for about two and a half years, but with Jeff in the band, it's only been about a year and a half, and that's when we've really been starting to make some moves and making things happen. Plus, you've yeah. been working with some really big people. Like, I know that you have a new single, which we're going to play for everybody in a little bit, um, but I know you I know. worked with, with Michael Hansen from Glass Tiger because we had him on the show, and that's how we met you guys, which we loved him, by the way. He was fabulous. You also work with Gilby Clark, right? That's yeah. right, yeah. yeah. Anybody who doesn't know, tell everybody who Gilby Clark is in case people don't know, because I know Ron doesn't know, but I think that everybody else will know. Well, Gilby Clark played in a band you may have heard of back in the day called Guns N' Roses. Uh, he replaced Izzy Stradlin, so he was there for the big Use Your Illusion tour. That's just awesome. I mean, Guns N' Roses, give me a break. I, actually, I know I mean, Steven Adler. I, I know Steven Adler. I used to dance to Guns N' Roses. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> you don't anymore? Well, they're not around anymore. 
I used to go to the clubs in L.A. and I used to they, I used to see them live all the time. Well, listen, I'm I'm a hundred. I've been around all the great bands and I know the guys. I mean, come on, you know how many people I know. His favorite thing now, though, do you guys know C.C. Peniston? I mean, you guys are young, but C.C. Peniston in the in like the early '90s, I think, had a song called "Finally," and it's a huge hit. It sold millions and millions of copies. You know that song, "Finally"? It has happened to me. Anyway, one day after we had her on the show. He like started vacuuming to finally dancing and singing to it. And we put it up on YouTube and got like thousands and thousands and thousands of views of him vacuuming to finally. So he listens to everything. And he one thing he says about the show is that I always pick really good music to come on the show. And all Absolutely. the bands come on are really good. And you have to remember one thing. When I was 10 years old, that was 1950. And then the biggest mm-hmm. stars were Ink Spots, Doris Day, Frank Sinatra. Dean Martin, all those people. Then I, I outgrew them, and I went to um, Johnny Mathis. Johnny Mathis. And Do you guys know who Johnny Mathis is? Yeah, I'm very well. Okay. And then I went through that music, and then I went into I went. No, I'm sorry, I went into Motown. Then I went into rock and roll. So I've been through all of it, every decade very of cool. music. So when you talk about music, I know what I'm talking about because I met them, I hung out with them, and I danced with them. And got loaded with them a lot of times. <laughs> got loaded awesome. with them. So yeah. let's talk. Uh, back okay. in those days, everybody got loaded, by the way. So let's talk about right. let's let's go. First of all, so how did you guys how did how did you how did you end up getting uh, bringing Luke in and, and, and getting this final like lineup? How did the whole thing get put together? Well, actually, it was kind of through the Gilby session. So Gilby was coming to Toronto to do a little bit of a Canadian tour in 2016. And um, an old manager of ours knew Gilby well, basically said, look, I'm going to send him your stuff. If he likes it, maybe he'll fly in a few days early and you guys can do a song at Metalworks. Um, So that's what we did. He ended up liking it. He flew in early. We did the song. And during that session, one of the studio hands ended up introducing me to a guy who played drums in the band for a little bit named Anthony. And Luke and Anthony are good friends. We needed a bass player at the time. So Anthony brought Luke in. That's so cool. I love the way that things... Like, it's like a six degrees of separation where you're putting like bands together and become something wonderful. And you guys, you're, that first single that we played, Burn, that did a lot of, uh, that did a whole bunch for you guys, right? Like the song did really well. Yeah, yeah. Very, very lately, especially too, with, um, we won a big radio contest up here and we've gotten a ton of commercial airplay over pretty much the entire summer and still a little bit now as well. And Burn's really starting to move, move some mountains for us. It's so funny too, because now burn. Now you've got a new single, uh, "Summer Summer Nights and City Lights." So 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 Gilby worked on burn, and Michael Hansen worked on "Summer Nights and City Lights." Is that how it worked? Yep. So you have More a superstar. You have a superstar on each one of them. <laughs> what you have to do is you have to come here for Coachella. You know where Coachella is in Palm Springs. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you got you guys belong here. I mean, that's the kind of music that works. Everybody just gets crazy and dances and has a good time. So why don't you get yourselves here for Coachella? We'll come and see you. Awesome. Well, actually, we're looking to we're looking to come maybe for Nam at the end of January. If not, hopefully do a little bit of touring in the spring summer next year. So we're hoping to come see you guys next summer for sure. Oh, absolutely. You got to play the whiskey in L.A. You got to play um, well the other one. There's, the, the, There's a whole bunch of good a ones. A whole bunch of. Places you guys could play. I think we're going even, to even in, the, even in the valley. There's a lot of rock clubs in the valley. Rock and ro- hard, heavy rock never left California. It left the other, the rest of the country. 
but mm-hmm. they still they still love hard rock. We beer. have this little cowboy town barbecue that's like I don't know where's that uh, that cowboy barbecue place. What are you talking about? Up in the up in the hills, like we went to a little town. It's <laughs> oh, a little fake oh, cowboy oh, town, oh. and it's got a barbecue. And everybody has played there, like everybody. like Aerosmith, and like everybody's got everybody. pictures on the wall where they just go in and it's like a private little jam, and they we'll just give, go and we'll play. We'll give you the info, and you give it to your manager. Have them book, yeah, because book it's like freaking there. awesome. It is so famous. I can't think of the name of it, but it's very famous, and people come from all over the country to go all the way up to the high desert. It's an old ghost town. And the saloon is huge, and they built onto it, and that's where all the rock groups come and play. I mean, everybody, if you see thousand, the pictures on the wall, the people thousand, playing I mean, there, thousand, you're like, holy shit. A thousand shit. people in that place is no big deal. What's Center Island? Twism wrote, their video is on Center Island. Love that place. Did you guys film someplace? In, I don't know what Center Island is. I'm just uh, translating. You have, have to tell Twism, actually, we were right beside Red. Rebel Nightclub. We didn't have to go all the way out to Center Island. They didn't have to go all the way, Twiz. Sorry, you blew it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, right beside Rebel Nightclub is a little boardwalk on the water there, and that's where we got to do most of the shooting. I like love it. I think I first of all, I think the song "Burn" is freaking like awesome. I think your new song, uh, uh, "Summer Nights and City Lights," is fab- fabulous, and we're gonna play it so everybody sees it. We we've played the single before, but never the video because I was waiting for you guys to come on. So we want everybody to see the video. Um, so hang on one second, uh, Scotty J and, and Danielle. Do you guys have the video ready? Yes. Scotty J, you good? Oh, there she's got the sexy voice. Summer <laughs> nights summer nights and city lights. Yeah, man, we got it. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. One of you guys um, introduce the video and when you get done at the end of the video, say enjoy, and that's gonna be their cue to actually play it. All right. So you're up, Luke. Go for it. All right, coming up is Summer Nights and City Lights by our band, Drop Top Alibi. Enjoy. That was good.
Lie Summer Nights and City Lights. First of all, the chat room is like totally like loves it, and and I think that the song is a total hit. And I have to tell you, Brandon, like you've got some freaking voice. The range in your voice is sick. And let me say something. Thank you, man. You guys are as good as the big bands of years ago. You guys are great. What a big volume sound you have. I love the whole thing. The way sometimes you can hear every instrument. You guys just mush it together and become one instrument, and that's what I like. Great beat. Yeah, you guys are going places. Trust me, I know. No, I know <laughs> shit from I know Wait, shit from Shinola. I I've been yeah, please. You know how many bands I've heard that suck? I mean, <laughs> so hold on, so because like, I they totally you, you know you sit there and you get a headache and your ears hurt and you you've been there. Please don't play coy. They're like uh, writing like seventies video effects, eighties yeah, no, early nineties sound. Love it. Everybody like loves it. It's good um, music. It's the, really good music. Did you guys ever see the movie Rockstar? That's like one of my favorite movies. Um, oh, fuck. Of course, um, I've seen it. So that's we actually like, had because you know that's that's on Judas Priest. That's really supposed to be about Judas, like loosely based on Judas Priest. And and the guy who played the Mark Wahlberg part. Now I forgot his name, but he came on the show back when the movie came out many, many years ago. He came on our show and talked about how the movie's basically based on him. And uh, and, and he had like such a voice. And you have that kind of voice, too. Where, yeah. like, you have a very distinctive voice, and the range is like sick. And I love it when you go up into the high now, register. Do you call yourselves heavy metal? Or they don't use that anymore. They don't call it heavy, heavy metal anymore. They do, but that's I not heavy metal. I think we're like right on that line of like hard rock flirting with heavy metal. Yeah, I would say so. I, I wouldn't know which way to go with that. Hard rock or heavy metal. I like heavy metal better because uh, heavy metal sounds better. <laughs> it does. I like hard rock. I like hard rock. No, so you hard, got rock, hard rock sounds like a restaurant. But one thing about it, though, because well, a lot of times in heavy metal, you can't sing along. And one thing no, about heavy, your, your songs metal. is you can like sing along to your songs. Like I can. Oh, oh, that's the other thing I want to say for once. I understood you when you sang. You enunciate. You, we can hear every word you say. Most of the time, you just vomit. You know, but you actually sing the word, and I could hear every lyric, and that was refreshing for a change. I like it's because of the beard. It's because huh? of the beard. It's because no, of the beard. No, it's not. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If you didn't have the beard, you'd play better. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I thought I think now we saw two videos and one with the beard and one without, and I think they both look good. I'm sure. You, are you guys like married, or have girlfriends or whatever, or like you guys available and like totally like bagging on the chicks? <laughs> are, you, are you married to each no. other? That's a good one. <laughs> uh, well, we if we told you we'd have to kill you. No, I'm just kidding. No, Luke and I got girlfriends. Uh, Dylan's got a girlfriend. Jeff's single and on the prowl. Yeah. Okay. He's got some good. I'm sure though the girls like when you guys when you guys play are girls like throwing their panties and bras at no, you and shit. They don't do that anymore. Yeah, they do. That's happened. That's happened one time. No. Actually, funny story. We played a gig down in a town near Buffalo, New York, and and this, this girl came on stage three songs and asked us to sign her boobs. It was pretty funny. There you go. <laughs> girls don't wear panties or bras anymore. Now they no, throw they're... their diaphragms on the stage. <laughs> And they throw <laughs> and they throw condoms here. Use these later, baby. And they throw condoms. So tell us what shows do we have coming up? What do you guys have coming coming up that we want to like? That's where you promote? have to play the Viper Room. Oh yeah, the Viper Room's a good yeah, one. You belong, you belong in the Viper Room. But trust me, you'd be a big hit in the Viper Room. So what do we, what kind of shows do you got coming up in Canada? Because we have a lot of people from Canada listening. Well, we got a show in Hamilton, November second, with a band called 
called Rebel Few in the Castor Troys. And November 14th, we're in a town called St. Catharines, and we're opening up for a band called The Wild. And then, uh, then we're doing our own little tour run out to Montreal and Quebec and back to Toronto. Um, how yeah, far just, away are all those places? Like, is Montreal and Quebec and Toronto, how far away are they from each other? A clump. Montreal is a good five-hour drive yeah. east of where we are. Okay. And we're hitting towns on the way back. Have you guys ever been to Banff? No. No, not personally. No. I think Dylan's you, you, been. I think you want to see you want to see gorgeous Canada? Go to Banff. Oh my I God, it's I love West Coast Canada better than East Coast Canada. East Coast Canada mm-hmm. is very New York. West Coast Canada is very uh, like let's chop down a tree kind of Canada. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Like log cabin-y, I can't, I don't know what it is, but yeah. West Coast, uh, Canada is a very beautiful country. Absolutely, I wish too we fucking had, cold. I wish we had your health plan here. That's right, yeah. so, yeah. socialized yeah. medicine. Yeah, you Instead guys got that, that going. Instead of that shit that Obama made and that stupid Trump isn't doing a damn thing about, nobody has medical insurance in this country. People are dying right and left because they can't get medicines in hospitals. And okay, all, but we're not a political show, so we're not no, talking about No, but I'm just, I'm just telling Canada how, how I respect Canada and how the Americans should hear what I'm saying and be like Canada. Canada... And France and a lot of other countries have socialized medicine for years, and it works fine. So let's go. So everybody out there, fight for socialized medicine, because to spend eight, ten thousand dollars a year in copay when you're a senior citizen is a sin. When I paid, I paid all my life. I paid into the system, and now it costs me ten thousand bucks a year for copay. Fuck them. <laughs> I'm going to go on welfare, then I get everything for free. I'm going to change my name and make believe I jumped the fence. (laughs) Jump the fence, Jesus. All right, so let's go with, okay, so musical influences. So you guys are a rock band. You got a big rock sound. Who are some of the musical influences that you listened to growing up that has helped develop your own personal style? Hmm. You want me to start? Yeah. 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 Brandon's influence is a good foundation for the band overall, but okay. then we each have our own individuals. Okay, well, you know, we're talking about 1950s rock and roll. Nothing gets me more excited than Little Richard and Chuck Berry, that's for sure. And oh, as, we, as we matured as, you know, songwriters and whatnot, you know, we went through a huge heavy metal phase. So like Motley Crue, Black Sabbath, early Metallica, I love. And my roots are very much, you know, 70s era Aerosmith, Zeppelin, Soundgarden, you know, Alice in Chains. And then, honestly, hip-hop has had a huge influence on us as well. It's been 25, 30 years of hip-hop and groove-based funk and blues, essentially. Who are some of the hip-hop people? I don't, I don't hip- like hip-hop. Who are some of the hip-hop people that you like? On it, I like a lot of the old-school guys, like Run DMC, NWA, um, yeah. Biggie Smalls, Tupac. Like, anybody whose producers were sampling old funk records... Yeah, before kind of like the early 2000s, like Scott Storch stuff take, took over. That's it had a huge impact on us because it's it's almost kind of like a Steven Tyler s thing where lyrically everything's very percussive and it's very much a part of the music. And and I personally learned a lot about how to approach melody writing from that. And also just that stiff upper lick, lip fuck you attitude that a lot of these hip hop guys have because they were independent artists when they broke. Like you, we learned a lot from them as well. Did you see the How movie we, Straight Outta Compton? Hang on, this is my talk. <laughs> no, I just want to ask a question, you homosexual. Um, how, how about Pink Floyd? What do you, how do you feel about Pink Floyd? 
I love Pink Floyd. Yeah. I, I love nothing more than to smoke a fat dube and listen to Pink Floyd on headphones. The saxophone player, Scott, is our dear, dear friend. Scott Page is a very close That's friend. That's awesome. Yeah, and he plays the best He's saxophone. He's like the greatest saxophone player you'll now ever you like Now you can meet. go queer. Um, go back. So did you see Straight Outta Compton, the movie? I yeah. actually never watched it you did i did yeah. oh my god you gotta watch it it's it's awesome i mean it's not all awesome but it's got some really like awesome parts in it like i think yeah. you would like like it a lot because i like a lot of the same music that you like and and i'm old like you're kind of young to listen to like a lot of that music i'm old it's it's actually my music from my generation um okay luke so your turn um a lot of the same bands he mentioned growing up when i was younger i was more of a drummer so i learned a lot at listening to uh guns and roses it was a big one when i started teaching myself bass the main two that really i dove into were like the chili peppers and the beatles learned a lot from them and then after joining the band it was a lot of a lot of led zeppelin Soundgarden, aerosmith a lot of the same ones brandon mentioned i really just blew up to oh rush too rush the big canadian band uh, rush. oh Growing everybody I, I can't 2112 though rush 2112 was like i can't believe you like the beatles oh i love the beatles there's so your much you can learn listen your to the music is so far from them your music is so far from their but music. But you learn a lot from their it. Their music was commercial. Their music was radio stuff. It wasn't. It was crap. I never liked the Maybe Beatles. The first Did you guys? Couple. All right, the Beatles were commercial to me. They weren't in or groovy. They were just. Um, they were like Doris Day and Johnny Mantis in a group. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, first really. of all, though, like I love Rush. I can remember Rush. I think I was probably like in seventh or eighth grade and getty lee had like that voice you know and you've kind of got one of those distinguishable voices like that too like that getty lee voice where you can where you hear it and, and you're gonna you're gonna get to the point where people are gonna hear your voice and they're immediately gonna be like that's brandon from drop top alibi they're gonna know it right off the it's bat a, it's identifiable because it's very identifiable yeah, it doesn't definitely. sound like every other rock and roll singer and it's going to be something that benefits you greatly as you actually guys it reminds me bigger. of somebody's voice but i can't place it I can't think of who th that that sings with that same range and that same uh, fortitude. Who are your favorite singers? Or who are some of your favorite singers? Honestly, you guys are gonna laugh, but the way Jack Black can let it rip, I absolutely love. Oh Jack my Black. God, that's hilarious! Uh, Chris, Cor Chris Cornell, Steven Tyler. Yeah. What'd you think of country Aretha Franklin? What'd you think of Country Joe and the Fish? I bet they don't know them. I don't really know much about them. I can't comment. They were one big time group in the 80s, 70s and 80s. Country Joe and the Fish. Boy, were they good. I don't know who they are either. Don't feel bad. I don't know who they are either. That's, I know Aretha Franklin, but I don't know who Country because, Joe and the Fish are. you weren't born yet. Maybe. I was born in the 70s. Well, but uh, Country Joe and the Fish, they used to play in L.A. up at a club called the Corral, all the way up in Topanga Canyon where all the hippies loved it. So did you, what about, what about Nirvana? Did you like Nirvana? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I went through a huge Nirvana stage, but honestly, they're one of the bands that's way too overplayed on Canadian radio here. So we, I've never really like I have in utero and and never mind on vinyl, and I'll still listen to them from time to time. But I don't listen to a lot of Nirvana because I fucking do every day just driving around in my car. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Cause now we let's go to it. blood, sweat, and tears. Blood, sweat, well, and tears. I love. Them. I haven't heard them in a while. Oh, but I love them. Love, blood, sweat, and tears. In the day, I'm talking about. Remember in La Gata da Vida? Who did that? That's not. That's no, not. That that's was, not that blood, was, sweat, and tears. That? I know it. Don't. Don't. In the Garden of the Vida. Who did that? Uh, 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 not Chicago. Uh, who did in the Gata da Vida? Oh my God, I can't remember. 
What a group. They Every are. time we have a good rock band on, he brings it up, but I don't ever remember well, because I don't know who it is. Well, these were favorite songs of, the, of America. You know, Inagata De Vida was a, a hit for like 100 years. It never left the charts. And everybody loved it. It was a and heard it through the grapevine. So who's well? Who's somebody current? Like who's? Do you have any like two thousand like nineteen bands or bands that are popular in the last five years? You know that you think, oh my god, these guys are like really good. Royal Royal Blood's awesome. Uh, those guys from the UK. Um, I don't know who who else. I I listen to more bands that we've either played with or who are like starting to break it. Um, okay, like, so they're like kind of like more underground or un not quite known bands. Well, there's a great duo from Canada who they toured with Primus and um, Jack White a little bit last year. They're called Crownlands. They're really awesome. Yeah. Um, there's another good Canadian duo, Cleopatra. They're really they broke huge on Spotify playlists last year. Their one song's got like over 20 million hits on it. Oh, that's a lot. Shout out to Ali, shout out to Ali Hagendorf. <laughs> Actually, uh, Bruce, she can do a lot of bands. Bruce Glasgow just said it's Iron Butterfly. Do you guys know who Iron, Iron Butterfly I, is? I know yeah, the, yeah. the album. Yeah. The album has the butterfly in the Fucking Bruce Glasgow is like an 80s and 90s, like, Iron like know it all. He like knows it all. 70s, 80s, and 90s. He's like digging it all. Oh, even, oh, and I also got a text from uh, Scott, who's who's uh, Scotty J on the show, and he texted Iron Butterfly too. So I don't know which one came in I first. I love but Iron Butterfly. You got to like love I it. Love what about Def Leppard? Like, because that was like a big band when I was young, Def Leppard. Like, was that a. Uh, a band was that too commercially pop rock for you? A little bit, but I mean, I play in enough, you know, wedding bands and cover bands, '80s theme nights, and just like, you know, pour some sugar on me and photograph. You know, you gotta, you gotta play those songs for the masses. <laughs> All right, so you guys, this is Drop Top Alibi. They're an indie band. They need support. Check out their videos on YouTube. They have a, a YouTube page. It's Drop Top Alibi. Their website is droptopalibi.com. Their Twitter is drop underscore top underscore alibi their instagram is what is your instagram just drop top alibi all one word lowercase yeah all one word lowercase drop top alibi find them if you live in canada definitely definitely go see their shows um they've got how many singles do you have out i know you have burn how many singles do you have like available on itunes and things two three four available on itunes i think there's five or six now but actual singles that we did videos for and stuff, there's four of them. You can find okay. those on our YouTube page. So you can find them on YouTube, you guys. You can stream them on Spotify. And if you want to be a big sport, actually like download their songs from wherever you buy music from so they can make some money. <laughs> I mean, really, you know, you go to Starbucks, you spend more money in Starbucks for a coffee and a Danish. Then, then you can get all five they, of their songs. Exactly. I mean, and songs last forever. Danish doesn't. Yes, yeah. they do. No. Right, I always three that's and right. I have to do another plug. Oscars in Palm Springs, Halloween night. C.C. Pensington is going Peniston. to Peniston. I call her Pen Peniston. <laughs> I told, when, when she was on our show. No, when she was on our show, I said, C.C., there's two reasons why gay people love you. One is your music, and the other is the word penis is in your name. <laughs> Just, which is actually totally it's P -E -N -I -S. like true. T-O-N. There you go. So oh, Bruce Glasgow's following you on everything. Tongue. Bruce Glasgow's following you guys on everything. He's the coolest guy ever. You'll see him on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Um, you guys, we got to go because we've got uh, one minute left to go. So we want to make and sure you everybody. you have to come to the States because they're going to love you here. Your music oh, yeah. is great. You. Your Especially music, in L.A. Yeah, your music 
I can't tolerate a lot of it, but your music is great. And then, I, I didn't put earplugs in. I promise you right now, when we come visit you, I'll shave my face. There you Please go. Please do, because you're really good looking. I don't know why you want to <laughs> look like... You. You want to look like Dark Tanyan from the Three Musketeers? I'll never know. <laughs> I want to look like Dark Tanyan, maybe that's for sure. Yeah, yeah look, that's look you, you do actually. Yes. Never, never hide it. <laughs> never, never hide a beautiful face because it's short-lived. All right, everybody. So that's Drop Top Alibi. Luke, Brandon, thank you so much. Please say hi to the other guys. Everybody support Drop Top Alibi everywhere you go. Everybody in the chat room, we want to thank you guys, Danielle and Scotty J. It's been great. Everybody have a great weekend, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Take care. Bye bye. Bye, you guys. Yeah. I'm just chilling. Let me start you sitting down and designing. Why every man never thinking? What are we going to be wearing? Yo, I'm a Liverpool MC. You can't trust me. Big up the girls.